search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of BBC, episode 67. Um, just a reminder guys, we actually have a clips channel. I know we've actually, we did it what, what, two months ago, a month and a half ago, got a few clips on there. It's plenty of videos um, there. So put it in the description below, chuck it a sub um, if you don't have the time to go through a full episode or just want to revisit some of the clips from our older episodes. We're um, trying to focus on good conversations we've had between like five and like 10, 20 minutes, yeah. if you say that. Yeah, bite-sized little nice little things to, to I guess, refresh a topic that we covered. So um, check that out if you haven't already. Link in description. Yep. So um, I stumbled across a article. I think, yeah, a video. I got linked, actually. I got linked in, in DMs. And it was a Street Fighter video. And funnily enough, there's a lot of really awesome um, fighting game content that flows onto League beautifully. F- fighting games is great because they, they've had such... There's so much history. There's such so much history. time to like learn the game you know it's like all the cons all the, the, the game is literally broken down to fundamentals like there's a really good quality coaches in 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 uh, fighting games we don't have anything like that in league i mean we're just at the beginning of it we're yeah, at the, we're just at the beginning right? they've had like 25 i remember i actually looked it up before my first ever console was playstation one yep the first like one of the first games i ever played on console was this game called mortal Kombat trilogy if anyone's played it, I'd love to know if anyone's played it. It was literally released in 1996. <laughs> wow. I would have been Crazy. one years old when it was when it was announced, but I didn't play I didn't play it until And I'm assuming there's ones even before that. Yeah, I think so. I mean I don't know what the origins of, of fighting games are. I never got into fighting games. Like, dude, I, I was a fight dude. I love Mortal Kombat. I was obsessed with so Mortal Kombat. Obsessed, yeah, actually, even hooked. on the Game Boy and stuff, like Oh, wow. I, play, I, I was a fighting game kid wow. growing up, yeah. So how come you never went down that rabbit hole? You kind of shift as soon as WoW came out, you just went to WoW? Yeah, or? I mean, because I had no one to play against and stuff, you know? Like, I, I, online, I'll, I'll play it? my dad, that's all I'll do. Yeah, just online. I'll play my dad and my friends and stuff. Like, right. But you, you just don't have... I just didn't really have, like, competitive people to, like... Right. So you felt as though you stuff. needed someone around you. And I was too young. I was just really young, man. Like, I'm right. talking, like, I would have been, like, six, seven years old, like... Right. People just ripping out hearts and stuff to this, all this <laughs> violence and stuff. Nowadays, Mortal Kombat's so brutal. Yeah, it's it's probably it was actually. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I actually thought the graphics were way better than what you were. Than like, what yeah, I know. It, it was so. It's just it's so interesting when you go back to a game that you played when you were a kid and you always envision it to be sick. Yeah, it's 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 pretty shit. It's terrible it when you look back at it. Yeah, so I, I've I, yeah I love fighting games growing up and stuff, but yeah, I never like went down, and then I, I sort of just got sidetracked with the whole MMO and like RPG games and stuff. But yeah, fighting games is great because I had all this like experience. There's such a good documentary. Have you actually seen this documentary um, about uh, Super Mario? It's like Melee, Smash Bros. Melee. Oh, I forgot what it's called. It's it's really it's on good. YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Like it's like world class documentary. It was like ten years ago or something was released. I can't believe I forgot what it was. I should have looked it up. What's the TLDR? Like what's it's it just about? talks about the history of and like all these like the players like uh C nine like these players that are still around like mm. Mango who's like mm. for Cloud Nine and uh Hungry Puff I think is Wait, his is name. Is it all fighting games or just one? Because it's, it it's just about melee. It's just about melee. How does fighting games work? Do, do the players play all the games? Oh no! Or like the, the games get like stuck. So like melee, Super Smash Bros. Melee. That's like the game because it doesn't get patched or anything, right? Right, right. And then you know Nintendo released other games like uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl and stuff. But 
they just play melee. That's like the elite like right. game. So everyone just has like. But do they play Tekken and Mortal Kombat? Like, are these all? I like, think I think skill sets like flow on. I think Mortal Kombat that people. I think the best players go to the next game, and same oh, with Street Fighter. But melee is melee is like the pure, most pure fighting right. game. Right. So it's kind of like it's kind of like Counter Strike one point six. Like when even when Source was released, a lot of people went back to one point six. Yeah, but like we're talking about twenty years. Like right, you know what right. I mean? Like it's yeah, a long yeah, ass time. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know much about Street Fighter, but I learned a lot from Melee from um, from that documentary, okay. and I'll definitely I'll, if you remember, I'll remember it. Yeah, um, it's fantastic stuff. So, so that video, yeah, there's a book from that that video covers called Simplifying Street Fighter, and we thought this was really good uh, way of thinking about types of players. Yeah, it was interesting. Player architects. I mean, player, I, I player looked at it with like I, I looked at it and I was like, wow! Like when I when I finished watching, I was like, this. Surely this applies to the league. I mean, maybe not as beautifully as straight, as a fighting game. So let's just talk about it. We can maybe expand on it a bit. So we got brains, heart, and body. So these are the, like the three it's like types the archetypes of, of like players. So the brain player is like really scientific. Um, think about high percentage players. Like, what's the best thing to do in this situation? Like logical, like, psychological. Like, bam, 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 bam. Yep. Then you've got... And then numbers as well, right? There's yeah, the, numbers. More about the numbers. Yeah. And the perfect response to the... Like, think about things in a very black and white way. Yeah. They have, like, an answer for every situation or answer for everything. If they do this, I do that. If they do that, I do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, as we're going through these, think about what type of player you might be. Heart. This is a really feel-based player. So, this is where, like, mind games come in. Like, baiting, making reads... It's like, it's very easy for a, 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 a heart-based player to sort of like, it's sort of like the emotional play. Like they could either look like a genius or like a fool, but mm. but the heart player, like, you know, look like a genius, but it was like really, you know, feel like, mm. you know, all that sort of so stuff. feel oriented. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, so it's like, it's like read, like what's an example of like a read in like mid lane? Like so the way someone's playing Just their the way trading. Like you can tell someone's like playing overly defensive and yeah. then you can like play in a way because you're adapting to the way they're playing you can just do things that you wouldn't be able to do because you can f- see that they're not going to respond properly that's like a classic one you see the mid laners do that all the time especially like if i pop into like a low master player sometimes and they know who i am um they play so defensive from level one and that is run over them not because they're not even that bad it's more like they're they're, they're just on the back foot like mentally yeah that's a really good that's a really good um as an easy example. For jungle, it would be like, you don't need to actually tab to check CS because yeah. you just know their path just for timing. It's like, timing. okay, he's there. That means he must, these cans must be up or... Timing's a real... Like, feel in jungle, I feel like it's huge. It is really big, yeah. Like, I remember when I started playing jungle, you remember that time where I played jungle? Yeah. And like, it, you just, over time when playing jungle, you just know like the time of when they can and can't be somewhere. That's right, yeah. Like, they can't be here on that champ in this, lo- you know, this location. And if they are, this is what it means. Yes. Yeah, and because like, I, I always talk about punishing like tempo, like level two ganks. People always get like get frustrated sometimes by level two ganks, but you can do a lot with the level two gank. Mm. I mean, on the other enemy jungle side, because right. you know where he's going to go next. And, um, you know, usually sometimes they blow some summoner spells or something, you know, and you can... Or like, they're lower chunked. Or, or they're lower chunked, right? So that's an example there, just, you know, what's going on in terms of uh, jungle camp, yep. CS and tracking. And the last one is a body type player. And this is like the mechanics, execution, reaction. And let's say these are like the 
the players in league that were probably more opt for like the mechanics match and champions. Fo- and they're focused on combos and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they want to perfect the combos. And yeah, the mechanics match champs like... Kiana thinking, would be one Kiana, of them. Kiana, even like Yasuo in yeah. a way. Um, Le- I guess LeBlanc. Yeah. Cassiopeia, things like that, I guess. I'm thinking. Mechanically intensive champions. Yone. And they'll, I guess, look for like the outplay in like a lot of situations. Like they'll go for it. Like they won't actually think... What does this actually do for me to win the game? It's just like yeah, this, this, they'll they'll like hyper focus on the one v one in this yeah. specific situation. Yeah, so, and all of them have strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. So brains, brains is very capped. Well, I, know, I think we got to caveat this by saying there is no such thing as like you are just one of these. That's right. Yeah. You're always like you're, you you dip into each bucket just in different percentages. Yeah. So you might be like a seventy percent brains, twenty yeah. percent, you know, ten percent. Yeah, something like that. So they say that, uh, especially in fighting games specifically, the brains player is very capped hmm. because um, just because how fast the game is, and I guess this must be for league, league you don't as have well. time to analyze. It's not like chess, you know. It's like you 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 don't have time to like really think about the situation. That's what's hard about the game. That's what the game's really. I love the game. It's very challenging, right? So in fighting games, I said this player is really capped. I mean, you can like practice it to muscle memory. Where you can anticipate. We talk about anticipation versus reaction. But you end up being very captain. I definitely see this a lot. Like, this is this just trend I see with like players that are like obsessed with like builds and like number crunching and stuff. Mm. They tend to always be not so much the high ranked players. Do you find that as well? It's always an observation I found. It's not in every case, mm. but think about it, a lot of the players. I'd say high elo. Okay, uh, let's let's, of heart let's do body. this a different way then. Let's actually think to the players that we've worked with. Yeah. Both in Divals and, M- and Soul 2 and MLA. Yeah. And, and, and like, let's pick a handful and then we'll dwell on it and we can really break down maybe how these, the players that got the most results in Solo queue, the highest ranked players we've worked with or pro players, whatever, which bucket they, or, or, or if you were to kind of analyze what type of player they would be, what would they be? And maybe, maybe there's some trends, maybe there's not, right? So just think, let's go to the ones we know the most, like Shurnfire, like the people in Diewolves. They're probably the ones we know the most, right? Yeah. Excluding Will. Yeah. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I, I, I think of uh, like Chippies, for example. Chippies would be... Body. Body and for heart. For sure. Body and heart. Yeah. I would say he's body... More body. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, so that's top lane. So Chippies was a top laner that we had that was very obsessed about the mechanical side and like dominating... Winning 1v1. Winning 1v1. He wasn't a holistic player, but he was very. He got very good at killing people in the 1v1. And he was very obsessed about the matchups and stuff like that. So I would say he was 75. I would say he's at least 70. At the, at the time, anyway, we were... He's obviously changed by then, but yeah. 70%, at least 75% body with maybe like... 25% a, heart, 0% brain. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. No one roast Chibi's man. Come on. Yeah. Can't defend himself. Either. No, he can't. Um, but yeah, I would say between 75... 25 okay. yeah. <laughs> at the time anyway. Okay, yeah. Um, and then we had other players like Shern. Yeah. I would say he's not body at all. No. Nah. He was he's opposite. Hard. He he's was hard. hard. Sure. Yeah. He was like hardcore heart. Like yeah. he was like 80% yeah. heart, 10% brain, 10% body mm. potentially. Yep. Um, and then we had players like... King. King. How did King fit in? Ooh. I think he's very mixed. He was, he was actually a mix. He was like a very even balance, I would say. Yeah. I would say he's actually more brain. Yeah, me too. Slightly brain. He was actually like, I would say 60%. He'd be like a 
No, I'd say 40, 30, 30. 40, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. 40, 40, 30, 30. I like that. He was, very, he was actually a very well-rounded player. Yeah. Um, even Fudge. Like, we didn't really work with him, but like the way he seemed like a very well-rounded yeah, player. Yeah, he's well-rounded as well. Um, Steven, triple, triple, very well-rounded, I would say. I'd say he's very well-rounded. Maybe maybe more focused towards feel rather than brain, but he was actually a very well-rounded player. Yep. Well-rounded. Um, what about Fantix? Body, for really? sure. Yeah. I don't think so. No. I well would actually say the other I'll say brain. I would say he's majority brain. Because if you think about it, when him... It, Okay, so Fantix was our mid laner in 2017. He was probably up there with the best, one of the best, best mid laners I've ever had, right? And I, he, I always struggled to get across things to Fantix because he always viewed things in black and white. Like it either clicked. Okay, or it yeah, didn't. you're right. You are right. Like he was very. Yeah. like, why are we doing? Remember, he always used to say things yeah. like, "Why are we doing this? Like yeah. this doesn't make sense." Like yeah. he would say things like that. Yeah. And he always wanted to play the very controlled game. Mm. And obviously, he's changed and evolved. But like at the time, anyway. Um, he would be, I would say, similar to... Yeah, yeah, so that's 100% right, because that's the high... He was going for the high percentage. Yeah, always high percentage. He would never point flip stuff. Yeah. So he was actually... He had 40, 30, 30, 40 brain, and then 30 the other two. No way, dude. I put. I would say now he's In actually... Higher. His brain's 60 something. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, even thinking more, I mean, Cupcake, very different. We had him on the BBC, support player. He was... <sighs> Oh, he's again a relatively balanced, but his maybe heart mainly, more, maybe especially for Bard, like yeah. reading things. Again, Bard's like feel and reading plays. I'd say he'd be even mind like games. 50, 25, 25, maybe mm. feel oriented. Mm. So across the board, I mean, I don't really see. A, I, I don't think you can be over indexing anyone as a pro player. I don't think you can. Yeah, you would have to be well rounded. Like guess relatively. I mean, think what about, about the best Swiffer. Players? What about Swiffer? Out of curiosity. I would say, but yeah, it's hard to say when he was in his prime or not. But like when he was in his prime, I would say he's relatively well-rounded with more of a focus on brain as well. Yeah. What's interesting is that you might even find tendencies between the roles. You might just find that there, if you're in that role, you're that type of person. You kind of fit into a specific, like top, I feel like you would find the most body players. Yeah. By far, actually. Yeah. I feel like... And ADC as well. Yeah, bot and like AD carry and top, yeah. like they, they're like the very body-oriented players. Mm. Mid, you just got to have brain. Like, brain is... You, you just can't play mid very reliably without... I think heart and body... Uh, heart and brain. I, I feel like body is the least popular in mid. I can't think of any of the mid laners I've worked with that just body. I just don't... Uh, that get really good results. Yeah. If I think even in, in the MLA, like Mysterious, again, really brain slash um, heart. Um, I think of... Um, who else? Middly, brain, heart. Yeah, very, very rare bodily. You get high, low body mid laners nowadays anyway. Maybe in the past. But I feel like you're at a kind of a disadvantage if you're in, if you're in mid lane and that role and, and focus on body. Yeah. I feel like you're at a disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about roam time. Because you're, you're, and... the, the, you're the central figure of the game. You mm. can't afford to just be very... The, the one you want to yes is... I'm not saying it's not important, but... The specifics of the Microsoft is like a compliment to the... Uh, you need to understand the grand scheme of the game a lot more. Same in jungle. Like, you just wouldn't be... Yeah, I'm trying to work out jungle. I mean... There's no way... Body would be impossible to exist in jungle. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It just can't be. It's like never. Case, I mean, right? there is. I mean, I mean the best... The, the best. That's the difference between, I would say... The best gr- junglers. The best junglers is they're just mechanically just very, very good. Mm. Um, I mean... 
you know, thinking about people in Soul 2, I mean, people, yeah. I mean, my coach in Soul, the way I play the game is high percentage, low risk. I think that's what we need to caveat as well, Nathan, is that we, okay, l- l- this is a very complex topic, Nathan. But yeah. Because like, I feel as though um, we have an assessment of where the player is at now, but then by our coaching, we're shifting, we're changing the dials. We're like tuning the dials as mm. we coach. Because mm. I feel as though I am shifting a lot of people from brain to filter that I'm, I'm filtering it more either one or one or two directions either i've got a brain player that is way too theoretical and i'm shifting their energy and focus towards body and yeah and heart yeah they'll be like me for like feel like like for example so the brain players like the remember that episode where i was laughing about philip about just too rigid yeah yeah and then we have to yeah. he we actually have to bring him to body yeah. Like mechanics and execute. We only look at his fights nowadays. Right. That's great. Yeah. So I feel as though we probably even do this intuitively. We sense that someone is over-indexing or like they're over-emphasizing certain things and we're kind of fine-tuning it. But I would say the two most common in my mind is I get a brain player like Josh never saw in my Discord. Just, just he came in as a Reddit analyst. Just like way too over... Just mm. thinking about shit that doesn't matter, like mm. builds and just doesn't play the game. Just doesn't play ranked. Well, that that's what I... That's that, brain, brain, That's brain. exactly what I'm saying. Those brain players, that's, those are the players that I find have come across is that they think about shit that doesn't actually matter. Yeah, they think the about game. shit that doesn't matter yeah. or it's just not important. It's like 1% is when you've got like 25 And it leads them to not playing the game. And they, they don't play yeah. the game, yeah. Um, but then we've through working with him and him being in the MLA, he's, he's become much more body and heart oriented. And which has been great for him. Um, so that's like a, an archetype, I guess. And then the other archetype is the people that don't think at all. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like the common response in the Midland Academy, I get these players that come in, they say, Curtis, I just had a first session. It was great. I, I just didn't realize how little I was thinking. Mm. And then these players, I'm just trying to get them to think there's basically z- borderline zero, actually, without exaggeration, two to 5% maybe in that brain. Yep. And then shifting into body and, and and heart basically mainly heart mainly feel these players mainly play with feel shifting into brain um, I'll tell you I'm exactly the same for me as well and that's a hard that's a both of those transitions are bloody hard yeah yeah I, I've I've had a few, very few I've had a couple of body players but um, yeah, as I said I think the jungle position doesn't really attract those players at all unless they came from a different role yeah but yeah the jungle just, just wouldn't be that sort of per- that sort of player wouldn't really be gravitated towards the jungle role. Mm. It's interesting because you'll think that the brain people are attracted to the jungle. Like, actually, I think that a lot of the people that I do work with, they do, they just don't have the knowledge, but they are like a brain yeah, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I would what say mean? majority of jungle are yeah. brain players. They but, just but, don't but, have the knowledge. But they actually don't think. Like, there's a lot of players as well that don't think. I think... Okay, this, this... I feel like they're like in a separate category. No, I think this is just game, gaming in general. Yeah. Like, we you know, we spoke about this off camera a little bit, how... Um, okay, we're going to go on a big fucking tangent here. All right, we're going to loop back around. We're going to do a big U-turn. Okay. So we're going to walk up... A, we're going to drive up the, the, the freeway. Yeah. And then we're going to do a huge U-E. Yeah. And then we'll come back and then go down the side road and then come back. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you know, I was listening to like, you know, those like... Uh, Oh, this actually wasn't a motivational video. It was actually like a it was a a channel that broke down psychological ideas from like famous psychology people. Um, I think one of them was Carl Jung and uh, and all these other philosophers and stuff like that. And and one of the common things is that they say things like, um, you know, over over the time in the modern era, uh, men and women are getting, I guess, pushed down a rabbit hole where we don't 
think creatively that much anymore. And we're pushed into a direction whereby um, we don't have any outlet for our creativity and, and we kind of just choose to switch off. So just the way the modern world, ever since uh, the, the industrial revolution and the way jobs and the, the economy works, um, we're pushed into a, in, into a world in which we're nine to five and then you go home and then you're flicking through social media and then you switch off and you get to the weekend and when you get to the weekend, you just want to rest and be on the defense and just be like reactive kind of way, like reactive, reactive until you're just again back on the grind on nine to five, Monday to Friday. And as a result of this being pushed as the standard, like that's like the way the economy and like the society works, um, it is a common problem that the average man or woman doesn't have a creative outlet and they don't have a, a, an ability to to, they don't have the, I guess, the the outlet to express their um, their ability to think and creatively solve problems and express themselves. And as a result, um, they, they would say things in this video, things like um, TV, social media, and computer games. And computer games are always lumped in to, a really... to, to like passivity and wasting time yeah. as like a, a time-wasting activity. And I would say, look, you know what? 95% of the time, it actually is. Mm. Like 95% of people who play games across the board, we're not just talking about league here. This is gaming in general. Do it as a form of just relaxation. You know, just sitting on the couch playing PS5. It's like the you said two episodes ago with your Rocket League example. Right. Yeah, just want to switch off. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. I, mm. I, I, I think that's important. I think mm. it's important we have switch off time mm. and you're on the defense. Um, but I feel like league is not that game. League is not the game to switch off and kind of be a potato and like, you know, regenerate your mental energy. I think it's a game whereby, I mean, it's a platform, I would say, that allows you to express your creativity in many ways and to, to Champion activate. mastery, playing a champion a lot. Right, it's, an, it's a way to activate that brain and get it thinking on the offense. It's not a game where you want to be on the defense. And um, and so I feel as though the, because of the way gaming is viewed at a society level, most people's response when they play League is that this is just going to be one of those other games where I can, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, where I can just go in and I'm just going to switch off and I'm just going to play. I'm just going to play to play. I'm going to play to play. And then they actually enjoy it and they actually kind of want to climb, but they're still in, they haven't switched that mindset from playing to play rather than now I need to be very intentional about my decisions and I need to really think about why I'm doing what I'm doing right now in order to, to create a specific outcome. Like it seems very obvious when you think about it, right? It's like, well, no shit, if I want to improve, I'm going to be trying to be more intentional about what I'm doing. But I think a lot of people just need that reality check sometimes, which is in our coaching session, someone will say to, say to us, or for me anyway, I get, Curtis, I didn't realize how little I was thinking. That's because it's not that you had the inability to think. It's because you were in a, in a very blase mentality where you're just, you're just playing to play the game. And you know, now... The people that play like five, six games in a row just on or, YouTube. Or even just chilling. Or even, even if it's not even five, Even if it's just two games every now and then, you yeah. just kind of play to just it's possible, dick yeah. around, you know? Yeah. So I feel as though um, it's important to recognize when, when you're playing League of Legends, what mindset are, have you adopted when you're playing? Are you playing to use this as a platform to express and learn more about yourself? Um, you know, learn more about what you're capable of. Um, learn how to to adapt and overcome adversity. Um, learn how to deal with chaos. Learn how to get better at something and express and be creative and express your best self. Or is it just a game in which you just want to chill and relax and switch off? Like that that should be like the the prerequisite in a way in league. Because I I have people that would sign up for coaching and they don't even they haven't even 
committed to the fact that they that's the way they view the game. Like they just leave off, they join the MLA for like a month and they're like, oh yeah, I just realized I don't want to take it that seriously. Mm. I was like, okay, that's fine. Mm. But in a way it's like, it's strange that in any other endeavor, you wouldn't even get that. It's either you're playing, it's like you wouldn't join up a boxing gym or like a jujitsu gym or like join an art you class. Saw, you sort of join you knowing know. that it's going to be a lot of hard yeah, work. Yeah, you already know. You already it's like join. a commitment. Yeah, it's like a commitment. You but video games isn't viewed as a no, commitment. No, it's not viewed like that. And I feel like because, that's interesting. Because well, I always say video games in general, I mean, we're sort of like our behavior is they're fickle because you just move on to the next game. Right. You know, like like boxing, you're sort of like committed. It's like, well, that's a thing that's been around for hundreds of years. And I guess the barrier to entry is a lot harder because you've got to like get in your car go there that's true as well yeah you can just like the, the reason, play the one game of league and you could just get out yeah and you're in the just comfort of your own old, home in this old tab, watch netflix yeah. that's the other thing as so well it's all up here it's all in your mind you got to create that barrier or that that like that barrier to entry in a way in your mind by doing the three blocks committing the, to a three committing block. to the reviews and yeah. all, doing all that yeah um so anyway what, what, what we're talking about was um so you're thinking about oh, right. so creative outlets. So no, but this is why, sorry, tying back to that three model, the, the three categories, this is why the majority of players in league are feel, or what do they call it? Their like, heart, heart. Heart, yeah. Their heart. I, again, I would say that most people come into Soul 2, their heart. Heart. And yeah. that's, I think that's across the board in every, I think yeah. in every Because they just play role. the game a lot and they just feel, it's like, oh, you know, they're not actually like, they're just playing a lot and you sort of just get muscle memory. Like I think and, every role, like league as a game or gaming in general, every, it, the majority of the population is going to feel fit into heart yeah because that's that's you're just gonna play for fun you're just gonna rely on your instincts and your intuition and just feel yeah because that's the easiest to do yeah by nature um so i think we got to caveat that and you know we'll, we'll come back to that little segment on later on i want to talk more about that but i feel like that explains kind of i think at a society-wide level why we are just it's just a mentality you come into when playing league you're just naturally going to fall into that heart category and that's okay mm. Step number one that's is... That's the step number you know, one. That's step number one. You're like, all right, great. I, I, I'm aware of where I am right now. Now I want to make that shift and maybe I need to index in some of these other categories potentially. Mm. Um, so... So I think being well-rounded is important. I mean, I'm very critical of brain because I feel like that's my weakness. Right. In a way. Wait, like, brain, you mean brain's your weakness? No, I mean, brain's my... Like, like high cap out at brain, but it's, I'm so capped. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. I view that... You, I, you're, the, you're, in my opinion, the... Yeah, the brain's player by far. Mm. And you've got that to a really high level. I even think you're pretty good with feel. Yeah. I think your feel is hard. It's actually... Pretty, I think you're like a... You'd be a really odd case. You'd be like a... a my, okay, you do... I'm going to do your assessment of you. Okay. You do your assessment of yeah. me. We haven't done this before. No. I think you are like a... Uh, 40, 40, 20. No way. Um, that's, my, I, that, that's just at least from what I've seen. Yeah. You're 40, 40 brain, yeah. 40. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, let me take that back. Okay, cool, cool. You are <laughs> 60. No, you are 60. No, you are actually 70, 15. Let me do my math here. <laughs> No, you're actually even less than that. So it's 70, Shit. 20, 10. What's the 20? Heart. Yeah. 70 brains. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's more. 70, right. 20, 10, and 10, 10 my, body. 10 is my body, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's I agree what I think that. you are. Se- 70, 20, 10. Yeah. Sorry, my math is just cooked. <laughs> <laughs> um, for you, it'll be very, I think you're well-rounded. It'll be 40 brain, 30 heart, 30 body. 
Yeah. yeah. I'd say that's pretty accurate. That's yeah. how I'd probably assess myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm super critical of brain because I, that's what I, I, cause again, that's my style of coaching and, and is a high percent. And I think that's very good for climbing, you know, like just for the basic well, fundamentals. Well, in the video, it even said, didn't it, that brain was the most reliable player. Most, it's the most reliable player. And that's yeah. the best way to learn the game. Yeah. Like you actually want to learn to be a brain oriented player because actually let's, let's go back and forth on this. Cause we've actually okay. said contradict. We need to fucking call out bullshit here. Man. Okay. Here we go. Cause we've said the other way around. I mean, I've said the other way around, at least on my content. Yeah. I've said it's much easier to teach brain, so I would rather work with like a body player, yeah, and then teach brain, than work with a brain than teach body, yeah. Even though most of the time we teach brain, like the concepts and the way we teach, That's we teach true. brain. Yeah, the the body player is they're rare, is rare because, but it's rare for our more niche because you've because again my philosophy just what I've seen is that you're. Your sort of level of body in mid and jungle, you're talking about in just oh, this is just jungle for me. Oh, right. Is is correlated to your your rank? Like, like I would see like a gold jungler, and their body would usually align. Like, I feel like the brains doesn't really matter. No, too but you got to think about their tendency as a player, though. It doesn't yeah. really matter where they're at. It's more like the way they think about the game. That's the way I'm at least interpreting it. Like, yeah, it's like kind of where they're at, but you can still have a body player that's in platinum. But their body obviously is, you know. Yeah, you can. But it's, uh, it's like the way they think about it. Me. It's just rare. Yeah. I agree. It's rare. Yeah. Even admit it's rare. Because I, th- I, I think that if you have really good mechanics in league, like that's like, or you're automatically like a diamond play because you sort of like have an understanding of right. like the way the game, like, you know, okay, yeah. perfect example is that, you know, when people like, we talk about the backgrounds of gaming, like mm. pro players from other, like they instantly get higher rank because they're body players. They're body players, yeah. A lot of there's a lot of those body players that just instantly climb to like diamond four, yeah. and then they'll cap out because you can't just rely on body all yeah. the time. And then you need to like get the other elements. Yeah, I agree. That's actually yeah, yeah. Like because when we came to the game, like it's funny. I was actually a body player. I was hardcore body as well. You were a body player, yeah, as well. but but, that, but 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 we were over other people. Like I think that a lot of people have been a lot better at the body aspect. I mean, so like the way that I view it is like. Uh, 50% body back in season three is like 10% now because everyone's sort of at a level. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's sort of changed with time. I bet like, okay, like let's, let's bring it back to like the way I think the video intended it to be. It's not, again, it's not where they're at now. It's more about, well, it's not like the level of play in any of those aspects. It's more about their tendency as a person. So I think um, first things first, a body... Like you're right, a body-oriented player, a player that is more oriented around like the mechanical aspect of the game, probably wouldn't wouldn't be a jungle player. They just wouldn't That's be a right jungle well. player. Yeah. Like they're not inclined to think about the game holistically yeah. because jungles are very cerebral role. Mm. Like you wouldn't really be wanting to go down that rabbit hole. Most of those players will either play eighty carry top or mid. That's right. Yeah. In that probably in that order, to be honest with you, probably eighty carry then top then mid. Um. So I think there's that. But I think you're spot on. The players that do have the natural tendency to be more body-oriented have an advantage when it comes to climbing in the short term. That, in the short term, that's the key thing. In the short term. Yeah. But in the long run, it actually it is in a way, depending on the personality. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Mm. I found this many times. Mm. So let's dive on this one. So You would have more experience with this than yeah. me because you have the mechanics max kids in, in med. Because oh, it goes both ways. So, let's, let's, so I'm thinking back. The players that have honed in on body generally default to champions that are like we said mechanically intensive or yeah. like that aren't really game like map oriented they, they they're more concerned about the 1v1 like you see a lot of these katarina players obviously there's a lot of like yasuo players and vlad and you know things like that 
these players, if they are able to understand the mindset stuff that I teach them and the, the map oriented stuff, they can climb very fast. Like I've had those certain some certain some of those players, especially like cat players, like like they just pop because they're mechanically really good and they get the importance of having good micro and like the small details really matter when it comes to skirmishing and team fighting. And then they get like like they get the map, the gameplay holistic. Like I think a good example was Valksaw in my MLA. Like when I first started work with him, I think even another one, there was another guy. Um, that they got it, they got the translation of theory, they got how, like, you roam here, it has this impact, they get how all of these little things make sense, and they get a lot of results really quick. But then there's the players, some of those players as well, that they've, they've created such poor habits, I mean, they've, they've, they've tunneled so much on the importance of the 1v1 and the mechanics that... They they don't get that they don't get it they they, they, they so you would like there okay I see what will happen is that what they you're like let's say they come to a coaching session you'll be like okay you got to think more about this mm. they might try it it doesn't work and then they will default back they'll it's default like, back they don't they, yeah. they they they're too they're it's, still too stuck in their ways to make that shift mm. like they'll they'll take so many time oh, to break ages. down because because they'll be like well I thought about this but it's like who cares if I just kill this guy? Yeah, and at the end of the day, with those guys, I just say, fuck it, you're not playing this champ anymore. We have to go back to square one with another champ. Yeah. And then either then they go down that route and they just quit the game yeah. <laughs> or they, they they slowly climb up, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that, that can be a double-edged sword. Mm. Um, at the same time, I if I think about the players that I've worked with the most that have got the best results, they've actually I've actually taught them or set them up with tools to get be more body-oriented. That's been the easiest way. So like Niall, for example, um, even Mysterious, a lot of those guys. Mysterious was a perfect example. He was like pretty feel-oriented, like very heart slash brain. And then um, I realized, I told him like, this is why you're losing lanes at like level two and three and stuff like that. And he started to like do shit ton of 1v1s and understand the matchups. And then he climbed to Challenger. So um, he missed the body aspect of the game. And he realized that like my, my mechanics, my laning was terrible. So like it, it, that's the easiest way to teach in a way because you just do one v ones and drills and that sort of stuff. And I actually, th- I actually have hope for people mechanically. By the way, I, I, I know we've talking about this, but yeah, you, I think. Do so you think that people well. can like improve mechanically like relatively easily? Well, I mean, I struggle this with me, you know. Like, I, I mean, it's hard because my rank sometimes doesn't look like it. Sometimes I feel like it's just consistency, but I guess that means that you're not mechanically that good in certain situations. I mean, maybe to a point. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm too hard on myself because I am comparing myself to pro players. I don't. I don't. Nathan, like I don't feel you as a player that has bad micro. Yeah, I don't think so either. I feel like yours is even less micro and more just poise and skirmishes. Like you're skirmishing from like a theory standpoint. Yeah, I think is is less poor than your micro. Well, uh, that falls me into the brain trap because then I'll be thinking. I don't want to take this fight because it doesn't really necessary, but like I should be fighting. I think that's, the, the field, I think that's actually, more, I think you're, I'm going to, again, just playing devil's advocate, talking this through. Yeah. In a way, I actually kind of feel as though. My heart doesn't exist. Yeah, it's your actually heart, brain and body. Yeah. It, maybe it could it just is, be that. Yeah. Cause I don't view, like I, when I see you playing in my games, I don't view as like, oh wow, you misplayed this from a micro standpoint because you don't have champions that are very micro intensive. No. It's not like you're playing a skill shot oriented champion. A lot of the time when you mess up, it's either you're like you're ulting in in inappropriately or you're like you're messing up a skirmish from like a decision making standpoint. Which I think that's you overcomplicating things. And you always say that I overcomplicate things. I think that's less 
your the brain is it's not the body and the brain there's a disconnect between the heart there you're not feeling it and trusting your instincts and your intuition mm. i don't i feel like yeah you know what now that i think of it i think that that's i think it's it's probably more like 70 70 brain 25 body and five heart. yeah it yeah. could even be that yeah. i think you're right because i am a very unique player you are very unique <laughs> and i think it makes sense i'm not complete opposite of the general player base because they're heart by default and i have zero heart i think that's actually spot on yeah you've 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 gone through a, you've gone through a lot of loopholes <laughs> to get to where you it's are. crazy how the fuck that happened i don't know how that happened i don't know even know either yeah For whatever your unique situation the udia and everything yeah put you on a <laughs> wild ride you got a roller coaster going over there yeah um so i mean look tying this back to the average player like how is this of use to the average solo queue player like i mean do you think it's just an interesting thought experiment to get them thinking about um, what where their strengths and weaknesses might come yeah. from? And I, I think that what you're trying to do is you're trying to push yourself to a balance. Right. Yeah. That's that's what I'm trying. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I mean, I, I remember for me, like I wasn't balanced heading into season ten. I was very brain, and then I sh- yeah. I had to put over index on body for body, ages yeah. to come to even that out. Um, I hyper focused on my micro. And that I ba- and that I kind of balanced it out a little bit. Um, I actually think I've actually over-indexed in the other way around. I've become way too body and feel. I think I've become less brain recently. Um, like I've actually got rid of my thought about jungle tracking and stuff. Like I'm like relying on outplays a lot more. Interesting, yeah. Just, just, just okay. through the way I've been viewing the game. Yeah. So I probably need I need to readjust. Mm. I need to calibrate a bit. But I think that yeah, for the average player, it's an interesting thought experiment. And I and I don't think. I don't think um, it's a bad thing if you are over-indexing in one thing. I mean, it's like, it's a, use it as like a sign. It's like a compass. It's like, okay, if I feel as though maybe I'm over-indexing in, my, in the, 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 you know, the body type of the game, then maybe it's time for me to expand out a little bit and get out of my comfort zone and think more holistically about the game or trust my instincts a little bit more um, in certain situations, um, you know, vice versa for all the other ones. So I think it's definitely an interesting way to view... Be a little bit more introspective. Um, anything else before I follow on from this? You would. I think we we can wrap that up there nicely. Um, I want to talk about like the student mentality, and you know, this is being a student of the game. Yeah, being a student of the game, and like it's it's you know when we do these coaching sessions, a lot of the time you can't help but kind of. Like sometimes I take a second when I'm in the coaching session and be like, how have they come to this conclusion? Like, how are they in this hole? Like, how are they in this mess? Or how, like, why why are they struggling with these things specifically? Right? And um, I'm going to use an example from, I, I think, I did I talk about my Crash Bandicoot experience? So... Uh, this was like, I haven't played it in like two weeks, but it was like three weeks ago. Um, this is on your PS5. PS5, it was tag team racing. And there's like really hard races. Like it's really hard. Some of the You mean challenges. the AI? Your versus yeah, the AI, but then like there's like, there's like this challenge. It's like a racing game essentially. And like there's, there's different modes. And then, and one of the modes is like, you got to complete the lap in kind of like in a certain time. And like, you got to like, get these clocks and they it adds time to your lap. And if you don't, if you miss all the clocks, like you'll just disqualify you in a way. And I remember doing it 
the first time and, I'm, and it was so, I was so far off from doing it. I was like, this is impossible. My default response was like, this is just impossible. How does someone do this? And I just sat there for like, I think like two hours. I might have been like on the one map, well, maybe an hour and a half on the one map, trying to figure out how to beat this race. And I just realized that I adopted the same mentality I did when I play league. I'm just a student. I'm just here. Like the fact that it's possible, like someone's done it. They wouldn't put it in the game That's right, if it, was if not it possible. wasn't possible. Yeah. Someone's done this. Yeah. How can I figure it out? How can I figure it out? Like I've just it's got like, like a this, student mindset. Yeah, I've just student mindset. I've just gone back. I'm like, okay, I know nothing. Let's just try and really think here. Okay, am I doing my, oh, I'm not drifting here. Interesting. I, I, I should I should probably like take that angle to get me into that other angle a bit better. Like I should try and get for that boost on that corner. Like I'm just trying to optimize little things. But I had to take a step back and realize, okay, I'm probably doing, obviously I'm doing a lot of things wrong here with because I haven't got the result. Um, what am I doing wrong? And, and And a lot of the time I come out of my coaching sessions thinking to myself, why is it that I'm, you know, obviously that's my job to highlight problems and figure out creative solutions and get them on the right track. But a lot of the time I feel as though the, not having the student-like mentality has limited them in this extremely powerful way. Mm. I have said that. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, like let's say a really good student in like school Hmm. you're you're not just doing like the work that like you get given you're sort of like going out of your way to like find other things as well right like doing extra research yeah. or something yeah and, and i find example. that what happens is that um or like looking for other perspectives and stuff mm. like especially with like my coaching and or whatever um they'll like just rely on me for the answers versus like going out maybe even looking at other coaches like that's completely mm, fine mm, as well mm. and like looking at other content or like trying something and then coming back with me and look, what's, I found this. That's interesting. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I find that sometimes too much with some, some of my, my coaching clients in Soul too, is that, um, yeah, they're too reliant on just me. It's like Nathan, Nathan, that's it. And I'm only bring VODs to him. And I mean, you know, they will review as well, but I feel like, you know, sometimes they, you know, might not be confident. In yeah. Like I don't think it's or... a problem of the review and I don't even think it's a problem of the process. It's again, it's the, it's mindset, the mindset towards yeah. the process. It's like that, that student that does the extra, like they're really excited. They want to learn well, this. They're the way really I, excited. The analogy I use for it is like, I tell them uh, when I'm rounding off sessions, I'll say things like, you just got to be like a scientist. Imagine you're a scientist in a lab yeah, and you're trying, trying to find like, like, like this, yeah. you've got all these like chemicals and you're like mixing and matching and to see what, like to find the the perfect formula in mm. a way, even mm. though that you know, you're not going to get there, yeah. but it's it's the approach of the mindset of trying to get there that is the most important thing. And some players they just get it, like like I work with them, and it's it's just a breeze. It's like oh, I can they've got they're playing with a lot of intention. They ask me really high quality questions, yep. and they've just you can tell they're a student of the game. Yeah, they they and when you've got that student of the game mentality, you just get way less tilted because it you, is, you yeah. just understand that I just don't know shit. I'm and just here to have a crack. And improve. there's something here I'm doing wrong. Mm. There's something here I'm doing wrong and I don't know what it is. And this is where I can come in, but they've had a crack. They've had a real solid crack. Yeah. And you can kind of see that they're getting close to it, but they just haven't got it. And I can help them get to that next bit. But then there's other people that they just come in and they don't have that student like mentality. And it's like, well, give me the answer. And I'll, and I, that's why my reviews, like I, I, I probably sound like I'm crazy because if you didn't get what I'm trying to get at, like that, they wouldn't understand why I'm not just not going over the mistakes. But I'm trying to teach you a mindset so you don't have to rely on me. That's right. Yeah, and and the best. Like I'm really struggling to get that student-like mentality across. across yeah, 
Yeah, some people are, yeah, so I mean, the two ones that I'm just thinking of is Ishan, who is Eve play. He joined, he went from gold one to diamond one in like, you know, six months. Pure student of the game, asked me questions. I don't think he tilted like ever. Like, we never had mm. like crisis point mm. with Ishan. That's really interesting. Yeah. Joey is another one, but we did have crisis points. But he, so he went from diamond, platinum one to 500 LP, Joe Laugh. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, maybe that was a bit different because I, I was just obsessed with champion mastery. No, again, still student of the game because he, he would try things and, and come up with his own answers and, and test. Like we went through a, a discussion about talking about, do we invade with Olaf? We had to figure that out. Is it right, even worth right, it? Or should we just right. stick to the level four path? Yeah. Let's like figure it out. Yeah. Um, but he did, he sort of did that on his own and then came to me, you know, but that, that's the student mindset. That's really, and it's, it's so easy Instead of me explaining players. how these are invades. Well, they get way more value from the coaching. That's well. right. They yeah. just get more value from it. Yeah. And they had the best results. And they get the best results. So yeah, like I, I just think, and you know, I guess this is more of like just, just I want people listening to this to really think, envision yourself when you're playing the game as if there's a there's a there's an input and there's an output. I keep it literally as simple as this: you're gonna make a decision, and you're and and something's gonna pop out. Like I always envision, like again, you're putting something in something's going to happen or something's not going to happen and you just observe that. You're like just sitting there, you're just observing it. You know, oh, interesting, I'm going to note that down and then you just rinse, repeat. And then like, sometimes you like might mix stuff and you don't know why it happens. That's where we come into play. Where, where we come into play is like, you're having a go and you have like an initial theory and then you're like, oh, but I just don't get it. I'm not, I'm, there's a piece of the knowledge that I don't understand or like there's something here that I'm missing and that's where we come into play as a secondary opinion. And we guide you along the way. Oh, here, we're doing, you're doing a good thing here. Be careful of that. Boom, boom, boom. But then they go, go back to the drawing board and how that works. Next step, new fucking chemicals, whatever it might be. Boom. And like, I always feel as though um, if you can really get that, if like, if that, if, if I get anything across you, if it's just that mentality, the, you're just going to, the whole the whole league experience is just going to be so much more enjoyable. Yeah, just think about it like you're a student at school, and it's like who are the best students? Like they they do they a lot of practice exams. Yep, they good quality questions. Like you know you know the ones uh like let's say the people that got the highest ATARs. They like like let's say you did bare minimum, right? Mm. You just did the work that the mm. teachers gave you, but you weren't in the, you weren't doing ducks, but the people that got ducks, they were doing practice exams from other years and other schools yeah, they were doing and like shit. other groups and they had tutors. Yeah, they were going above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, everything makes sense. Right? <laughs> That's right. And they, they got ducks, they got the 99 yeah. tiles and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I think, you no, know, flowing on from this, um, you know, I got a message. I'm going to kind of roast Alex here. So Alex is a, uh, He's like a master, grandmaster EU player. Mm. Real, and probably some of the best mechanics I've ever seen mm. in the MLA. Beautiful mm. micro. Mm. He's up there top three for me. And um, and this is like kind of what he asked. And, and, and this kind of ties in together. So League is a game where you're, 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 sometimes you're just not going to get any learning from like a game. Yep. Like none. Yep. Like that just might happen. Like the goal is to get some learning. But there might just be games where you, you're just getting auto-filled or like your secondary role and getting secondary role. So you have to block a three, you get two secondary role games at one game. And that one game where you got mid or your jungle, your main role, it was just, it was like they, it was out of your control by level four. Like that can just happen like twice. It can happen for days. It could just happen. And I feel as though the student of the game or like that, 
that scientist as well, bringing it back to the mentality. Because Alex here, he wrote me like a, a question saying, hey, I've been doing really well, but it's a new meta and like all these jungles are trying out random shit and I keep getting secondary role, but it feels like, you know, I know what to do, but I'm just struggling to do it. It's like, dude, what do you want me to say? If you're, you, you either get how Solokey works or you don't get how it works. There's going to be a, there's going to be days where you're going to get nothing and that sucks. I get it. And I'm here to give you a pat on the back. That's just the game. That's just what you signed up for. Otherwise, it's just too easy. And I feel like that ties in a way to that student-like mentality. It's like you're aware of things that you can learn from. You're aware of things that... Just not going to be useful. That are not going to be useful and not going to be conducive to learning. And it's your ability to say, okay, I understand this is frustrating. I'm going to get frustrated. But in the grand scheme of this entire season, this entire month... It's about the long-term thinking. You could easily go days of playing games that there's just no learnings. That's very possible. Yep. Get nothing. Weeks, probably not. I mean, you definitely can, you know, definitely, I think there's definitely... You definitely get days, though. Days, you yeah, definitely days. Get days. Yeah, especially, I mean, it depends on how many games you're playing. Um, yeah, and that's that's sometimes as well when, you know, people bring reviews. I feel so bad when it's like, there's really nothing here. Like, because I, I like write all my notes and you can see my notes from our previous reviews that we've done in the session, right? There's like the, the person before, it's like, there's like, 10 dot points and beautiful learning objective. Yeah, yep. the other one, there's nothing. <laughs> and then the next one, there's like one line. Like, oh, uh, play brain pretty well. Not much you could really do here. Um, just lots of fighting. Yep. Not much jungle fundamentals. And I, I, for some reason, I feel bad, but I, I should... I mean, I, I even explain. It's like some games we don't get learnings, but I still feel bad. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I have that exact feeling all the time, actually. <laughs> Like have some reviews that are shocking and then some yeah. are exceptional. But that's fine. But it's Again, just part of it. That's just... fine. You are gonna like. I want to see shocking. So I, you need to learn as well what a what, what a, a game game looks, looks like. like. Yeah. And being okay with that. I mean, again, it might not be a shocking game. You might be like, again, you know, sometimes it's just everything clicks and you just make correct plays as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Right. Um. So, yeah, to answer his question, be very comfortable that there's going to be games, days, that there's literally no learning Especially at the beginning of a patch. Yeah, especially at the beginning of a patch because people are like testing yep. out new things. And you got to, it just brings back to long-term. Bring it back to long-term. Um, I've got a few other little things here. Um, we'll probably have to do one topic, Curtis. I mean, looking at the, we got one battery left and it's... Oh, God damn it. We're running low. We, we won't have time for mailbag, unfortunately. I think what? on this one. Yeah, I know. No mailbag. No mailbag. We have no battery and all the other ba extra batteries. Yeah, I have to get new ones. I didn't check it. It, was, it lied to me because what, what this thing does, right? When I open it up, it sh shows me like it's on like two batteries, right? But then over to like after like 10 minutes Bloody or something, hell, it dude. just goes Should down. more batteries, dude. Yeah, I know, my bad. All right, anyway. Um, so let's do one more. Okay, so um, I want to talk about, I mean, I'll try and tie this together, but I wanted to talk about um, being okay with nuance and gray areas. Yep. And um, as we know, we've said this time and time and time again, League is a very complex game and nothing is black and white. It's very rare that this is, you can say something like, this is definitively what you do here every time. That's right. It's very rare that you ever yeah, get I that situation. I can't think of many situations, yeah. 
Because again, there's so many variables. That it you depends need to on the champion you're playing, champs, the champion, the, what's going the on, the tendencies of the players, the minds. I mean, there's a tr- even your interpretation I'll, of the I'll, champ's identity. I'll, I'll say there's definitely common situations. There is a correct decision to it, but that's it. It's common. That's not black. That's not a hundred percent. You know, it's like this is a common well, situation. That'd be like one little scenario. Yeah, yeah. And um, and there's a lot of gray areas in League of Legends. A lot of gray areas. And um, whenever you have a lot of gray areas, I feel as though this is where your relationship with the game can go very sour very quick. And I feel as though I struggle to... I mean, you know, like my, I think I struggle sometimes to articulate why why you can't think of the game. Like, okay, think about every... Let's think about... Break down every aspect of the game. Let's think about it from a... Um, think about it from even an improvement standpoint. There's no clear-cut metrics. There's no clear-cut metrics in League of Legends. Every game, there's different champions. Every game, there's a different scenario. You don't even guarantee to get the same role. Every... From from a from a straight understanding the like the, the conditions in which you're putting yourself in every single game, there is no way anything is going to be black and white it's impossible the the the, the variables or there's so many variables in the way game. too many variables yep and um i've i was watching a video yesterday that that kind of talk about how there was like a was like, again it was one of those psychology ones and i was talking about how there was like a like a god an ancient greek god how this ancient greek god was known for um being the like having two differing personalities in a way one was very like strong and overbearing and the other one was very like i guess caring and and empathic or something like that and my interpretation of stories like ancient stories like you know how back there's like the biblical stories and and other ancient civilizations that had gods and stuff like that what they were trying to get across in these stories were again like these myths where they're trying to send a message or a moral and there's like a moral to the story or they're, they're trying to get across in a way a mindset. And as I was listening to this story about this ancient Greek God, I was like, wow, that's such an interesting way of, of getting across that mindset. And essentially the mindset they're trying to get, at least the way I interpreted it, was that with everything in life, there comes a trade-off. If someone is, re- and this ties back to the three model thing, if you over-index and you're really a really good brain player, you get counted by a heart player who can they can make the game chaotic and make it they can they can urge you, make you feel a certain way and then they can capitalize on your feel or create a trend, break a trend. They can do something that will be completely random, knowing that you don't have an answer to it, and set you off your ways. And you're so brain players a lot of the time get counted at the highest level by by heart by heart players, right? And in league, um, in a way, when you come in with this mentality, knowing that there is, you can't just over-index in any one thing. You can't just be really good in one thing. You can't just be, you can't afford to be really bad in one area. Or if something is super, super obvious, the chances are that there's going to be, there's something that you're missing. And and I guess what I'm trying to get at here in a long-winded way is that, um, I would love to develop a really clear-cut story or a clear-cut like example explaining this mindset where everything is nuance and the mindset required for you to to embrace the nuance and be okay with nuance and understand that 
nothing is clear cut in League of Legends. Because there's something that I've just, again, the mindset, tying back to that Shin mindset, it's, it's, it, it all kind of ties together a little bit. Something that I've really tried to, um, I, I'm going to give a specific League example. Yeah, let's get a specific example. Mid-game, macro. Yeah. Common one. Curtis, how do I know when to split versus group? How do I know whether I should go to this skirmish or not go to this skirmish? How do I know whether I should help my teammate on this objective or not? These are very, great. These are very specific examples. Yeah. But the only way, you've got to realize, I'm going to get specific with you and tell you, but you've got to realize that that's just my interpretation of those events. And I can go, I can go really in depth and tell you the variables in which I considered to come to this conclusion. But a, a part of the time, every time I answer a question like that, you know how they say, we say the devil's in the details, we've got to get into the details. And sometimes it feels like I'm contradicting myself because I'll tell you, I'll tell them, well, the specifics are important, but they're not at the same time because yeah. you've got to have the right mindset to be able to even be open to the idea that you shouldn't go to this one. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the common thing that I say is, I mean, when, when I get into a review as well and I look at a situation, I actually don't really want to get specific sometimes because there's not, you don't actually learn anything because that's never going to, that situation specifically is not going to come up again. What I'm trying to do is think about your approach to this, your mindset going into the situation or like information that you should be looking for. And then you can apply that to your other games. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess that's more from a learning pro learning aspect of mm -hmm. it. It's like, for example, let's say, um, let's say a common situation is someone's like in the side lane, right? And they're super strong. Sometimes you want to play to them and like hover and get a kill. Yep. Yep. Or you could just do Baron on the other side yep, of the map. Yep. Right. So what do you say when someone asks, how do I know what to do here? What do you say? I mean, you get into the details, right? You'll say, oh, I guess. Okay, so, so firstly, so I, I usually will go to the specific. Mm -hmm. So firstly, this is specifically given X factors. Like yep, there, is yep. a, there is a best out, yep. a best output. But then I'm trying to be like, well, you know, what's the mindset around mm. this? And, and, and I always try and think about some other options. I mean, to be honest, I think that I have moved more towards giving you other options, just listing mm. the other options. When I originally coached, it's like this, this, this. Right. It's the rigid brain, Nathan, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. High percentage players. I mean, I'd say that's actually probably more common in high ELO though, because in lower ELO, again, I, I try and give you the consistent game. Right. The consistency. So right now you kind of just list them all out and then you won't definitively say this one is... The I better mean, one. The, you'll kind of say these are the your options and you can de determine which one. Yeah. Or, I, or I'm flicking through a VOD saying like, uh, yeah, it's fine. Right. It's good enough yeah, in a way. Yeah. Right. Like so so in a way, your, your approach to create this versatility and this acceptance of of chaos or I guess this gray areas is to give them all the options, but you don't definitively tell them the answer in a way. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. So just through bulk examples. Just bulk, again, examples, bulk examples. Just to get them across these are your options. Because if you have options in the game, you don't autopilot. Mm. Like I want to equip people with as many art tools in their arsenal as possible. Think about it. You've got weapons, right. you've got a shotgun, you've got a pistol. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because the moment you start tunneling on like dragons, dragons, crabs, you throw games because if you can't get the crowd that game, you'll force it, you die. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's something I mess up in my coaching. Then I just don't give them enough options. Like I, a lot of them, I, I have my way of playing this champion, but I don't think that's an effective way to teach. I mean, it is, I think for the lower elos, but the higher elos, I think I that's should right, have more open, yeah. more open into my coaching. Yeah. Um, and, and the last thing tying in with this, um, <sighs> negative self-talk. Um, and, the quote being, you got to be your biggest, you got to be your biggest fan, but your biggest critic. 
But that doesn't make sense, right? How can you be your biggest fan and your biggest critic? It's like mm. a gray area in between. Mm. Mm. Situationally, you've got to give yourself a pat on the back and be really happy with your performance. It's like, okay, I played that well. I played that well. I played that to my shared identity very but well. But you can't keep doing that all the time because no. then you're just going to be delusional about your level of play. Yeah. But you can't beat yourself up so much that you just demoralize your confidence. So I kind of feel as though in nearly every aspect, there's like this middle ground where you've got to find. And I feel like the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I feel like our podcast is filled with contradictions. We say... It's really good to, you know, the best players are the mechanically intensive ones. Yeah. Yet, you know, that you got to be very brain oriented. Like we say these things all the time in the podcast, but I guess you got to realize that um, a lot of the time it's just, it, it, or first of all, it's situational, but we're just trying to get across a, a mindset in a way. It's like, well, it's a couple of mindsets a, or a couple of mindsets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tying back to this, this lack of self-confidence thing. What I think league is really, really good at is it allows you to love yourself. And explained by this. So so tying back to the beginning of the episode, you know how I was walking through that the how society's pushing you in a way where we don't have a creative outlet. Mm. It's very we're we're pushed in a way by we've covered this in another episode, the dopamine, you're getting everywhere. When you're on the this is basically just defense. You're on the defense. Defense, defense, dopamine, Netflix, porn, whatever it might be, mm. right? Even gaming to a certain extent can be a huge defense thing. When it, why, why are you laughing? Because because imagine imagine the the marketing for League of Legends. Like you just said that, it's yeah. just sort of ridiculous yeah. game. Like some some eighty year old saying, "League of Legends, learn to love yourself." Yeah, it, hear me out, I'm it's telling ridiculous. you. Because yeah, I feel as though yeah, there is very few mediums in which you can genuinely like you have enough motivation to do it to the point where. And you, you get enough satisfaction out of actually doing the journey such that you can look at your result and be like, wow, I really, yeah, I, I, can I achieved see, something. I achieved something and I can, I saw what I got out of this endeavor. And it was a struggle to get either here. one or two things, either the, the, the task, the, like the barrier to entry is so high that especially nowadays with, I mean, not, not to mention COVID, but any other task is just comparatively to all the things that you can do. It's hard to do. Um, or like you just don't give it enough time. You just don't give it enough time and like you just give up. You never get to that point where you can be like, wow, and step back and be like, fuck me. Like I actually got, I actually, I actually did this well. I actually feel better about myself. I actually can see my results. And I feel like League is a perfect platform to to simply just be like, wow, I actually, this is awesome. I, you know, feel pride. And what pride is in a way is like pride is the justified love of oneself. But to feel pride, you've got to know that you've put in the work and like you've done this thing. And it's like a beautiful little gateway to get the brain realizing, wow, if I put in this and I follow like a process and I tick these boxes, I will get a result. In this aspect, I will get a result. And this is what that result feels like. And I can feel proud. I can feel proud of myself. And I can love myself that way. And I think that's such a powerful like medium. And I feel like League for many people's life, myself included, does fit that niche it fills that creative endeavor niche that a lot of us was missing because back in the day people had painting it was actually encouraged that you would draw and you would paint you would read you would write poetry like that was like part of the culture we don't have that anymore at least uh, for me and uh, even the friends around me it's very rare that we're just taking time to just like dive into an art the 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 thing that we do nowadays because we have the bird we have the burden of knowledge in a way because there's so much information out there it's so easy to just sit there and study information and think or watch netflix and be inspired you know it's like the motivational videos are like a a uh, a play in a way because they actually prevent people from action hmm. 
Yeah, you're spot on. You know, like it, it's like it's like what if it's like that what if thing. It's like as well. It's like I'm missing out on this if I do this as well. Do do, do you feel like? I mean, I I have felt like that at times. Where I feel yeah. like it, I mean, I did hardcore. I felt as though I mean, this was like one of my biggest things when I joined Diwolves was preventing me from joining Diwolves. When you wanted me, remember that conversation, you're saying you just, just joined Diwolves as a coach. Just do it. Just do it. You're saying just do it. But I'm always in my mind like, what if I'm going to miss out on this? I'm going to miss out on this. I won't be able to do this. Yeah. But a lot of the time, the satisfaction you'll get by all in on one thing. And the fulfillment will outweigh the the twenty percent in here, ten percent here, ten percent here. That's right. Yeah, because you don't that. get to that creative level. You can only be creative in something that you, you when you get, get good really enough. good yeah. at it. You, you can't be at the beginner stage and be creative because you're just taking other from other people. Well, you, yeah, you can't just write like before I was saying. You can't just write a book from scratch. You got to like learn how to structure a sentence first. Like, you're not going to be able to make a guide on Kiana without getting to a point on Kiana and like think about, like, talk about a new concept that people haven't mm. thought about in Kiana unless you put in thousands of hours on Kiana. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, it's also really important to mention about the, you know, that achievement. Going back to our gaming background episode, mm. a player with zero gaming experience, like literally never played competitive game life, going from like silver to like high gold or platinum, that's an achievement. It's huge. Someone that... um was like pro in other games, like they'll instantly be diamond. That's not it. But you that's could not say an achievement for them mentally. No, it's like, no. I've done that before. Well, that's for them, but also just the community, the way people speak, you're gold, you're trash, you're hard right. stuck. Yep. But for that person, that might be more of an achievement. And it would have been more of a struggle for that person. I, I guess yeah, it's all relative. I, I, I guess yeah, achievement is directly relation in relation with the amount of this struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. That's actually a really beautiful way of putting it. An achievement is only as powerful as the struggle that you put in to get that result. Someone who's barely struggled and just got to D4, it's not that big of an achievement. Mm. Someone who's really like done all this work, like, like um, what's his name? Who wrote into the BBC, who like, did all that work? The the New York CEO dude. Oh, Patrick. Patrick, like, that's yeah. a really amazing Yeah, that's achievement. an achievement for him, yeah. That's the equivalent of some guy like going from like a, a really good gamer going from like, Diamond to Grandmaster. Like, yeah. That's the equivalent. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess the most obvious example, right? So think about the Olympics, right? You know, the Olympics and the Paralympics. Paralympics are never going to get the, the records that, you know, a fully able-bodied person can, but they're still rank one in their field. It's relative. You know, yeah, it's relative because they physically can't, you know, capable of swimming that or hitting that or throwing that. Yeah, and I feel like this all ties down to like, you, you got to allow yourself to feel the sense of pride and the only way you allow yourself to feel the sense of pride is having a good relationship with the game, but also accepting reality with where you're at. And it's it's, a, it's such a goddamn shame because um, I've got a guy in the MLA, Matt, who come from Dota. And he's got like this friendship group that like, they think he's that really good gamer. And and he, was say, he actually said to me this morning when I was reading my DMs, he said, I never adopted that. He actually said, quote, I was never a student of the game of League. But in Dota, he was. Like, he got into the numbers and really started to figure it out. But he, he always thought it was a given. It was, like, expected for him to be good at League. And now he's, like, you know, stuck in gold. And he's, like, having, like, a crisis. He's like, fuck me. My, th- my friends like, aren't going to think I'm going to... My good. friends, my friends, my yeah, It's friends. always, like, my friends, but... I'm not living up to their expectations. Yeah, them, them, them. It's like, no, dude, it's you and your journey. Yeah. Who the hell... And I said to... This is literally what I said in the coaching session. It ended up turning into a therapy session. I said to him, man... Well, you either got to tell your friend that you're not, you're actually struggling with the game. So look, I'm actually not that good at league and I got to like really, I'm just trying to take it seriously now. Or it's like, they're either not a friend and they're not, their opinion is not that important to you and you just yeah. ignore it. 
So it's one or the other. You either have to have the tough conversation with them and own up to it or don't because they matter, their opinion doesn't fucking matter. You know, and it's, it's these thoughts of things. It's like realizing where you're at. Just being okay. Just that you get more mentality. results when you know you're where you're at. Well, you get more results and you have more satisfaction. Yeah. So like you you could tell your friends right now, they might laugh at you. Be like, you know, um, this is what I'm learning. Like I'm shooting the game. They won't be laughing at you when you're like diamond. You know, or like, you know, you, you, you might, things just might click for you and it might just come to you really quick. That is very common, by the way. Like what I've noticed is that people have friends that like they... They literally at they'll talk the message. Oh my god, you're this now. Oh, you're on a big loss streak. Like they'll literally talk to them about it. Yeah. Someone's like commentating on your journey. It's yeah. like, dude. Like if I had anyone to do that, fuck off. Yeah. It's like you weren't in my games. You didn't see what's going on. Or they don't. Or they don't, they don't obviously take the league solo queue journey as 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 seriously as you. Mm. In which you need to, again, if they're genuinely a good friend, you will have a tough conversation with them and talk it through. Like it sounds like it's common sense, but people deal with that like anxiety and that pressure and that expectation. It's not even self-imposed. It's like it's from people around you. That's toxic, dude. That's yep. really toxic. Big time. And then you're never going to get that love of oneself because you're just going to grind. You're just going to feel like it's just talent anyway by the time you get there. So um, just some scary shit. And I, I look, I think TLDR with today, <clears throat> it's just more about being more aware. Awareness at the end of the day. A lot of the time it does purely just come down to awareness. That's what the student mentality is, isn't it? It's like aware that I don't know jack shit and there's a lot out there that is to be known. Or aware that you're just not putting in the effort for being a good student. Or aware that you don't even want it. That too as well. I, have, I In high school, I probably had no intention of being a good yeah, exactly. student. You know? It wasn't on your priorities. No. You weren't motivated or, or pushed in a way to, to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, unfortunately... Yep, I'm I'm terrified. It's gonna die on us any second. Curtis, do you want to so. just do? Do you want to start BBC and it's, then it, when it, it dies, it, it just dies. It's gone, Curtis. Let's just wrap it up. What? Here. Yeah, Come I know. On. Let's do one. Okay, we can we'll do we'll, one. We'll do one question then. Beep. But we'll do the insert the Bing and then we'll go boom. All right. If it cuts out, if it cuts out. Blame Curtis. No, blame the technician over here. Away we go. song all right we're back nathan i've convinced him we're doing it first question here is from <laughs> there's no name on here oh come on yeah that's pretty sloppy am i a prodigy question mark hey guys i've been listening to your show for a few months now even though i didn't even play league of legends like that i was a smite main and detested this play style of league Smart's, Smart's an interesting game. I thought they really had some niche because they had 3D league. It's like 3D. Yeah. You're like doing I WASD. I just, I, just, I just feel it's like the you think league can't, can't do like that. Like you won't beat league. In, yeah. Like, I, agree, I feel like yeah. they've just got the MOBA. It was a good idea. Unlock. Like they've got that. That's them. Yeah, they do. They've yeah. got it. I thought that was an interesting concept though. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe Smithers didn't nail it. The 3D, the W, play, think about playing league with WASD or maybe it shouldn't be played like that. I don't know. I feel as though it takes. I feel as though it takes away a lot of this, the um, yeah. the strategy. I don't know. Anyway, for whatever reason, it didn't be. It didn't pop Take off. off. Um, however, you guys advise advice on how to play league helped me in the smart solo queue, where I've been hard side gold for one season. Thanks to you, I've gotten so much better in that game. So a month ago, I started to take league more seriously. I'm a support main, and it only took me a week using your three block style to reach gold. 
I'm really new to LOL, so I don't know how good that is. I tell my friends and other people and they make it a big deal, so I've been gassed up. So my question for you guys is, am I like a league prodigy? I'm a support main on league and mostly play enchanters. My three mains are Yumi, Leona, and Seraphine. Thanks so much for reading this and all you do, and I hope I didn't come off as an arrogant. I legitimately know, want to know positive eyes from NA. Um, is he a prodigy, Curtis? I, I mean, I think it's pretty stock standard. So gaming I mean, background. Come, I mean, you've come from, from, smart, you've come from another mobile. Yeah. And you understand how laning works. Yeah. I think it's relatively straightforward. As we always as- say that the test of gold, and obviously mechanics and stuff-wise, you'll be fine as well. well. Gold is a test to know if you can control your character and champion properly. You understand what like the champions just do, roughly. And um, you have a basic champ identity he, understanding. He's been playing that's for... That's I feel like that's... I mean, I feel like that... If you were playing for a week, you have no idea what the champions do. Well, well no, it's, it's interesting. So, I, I has don't, he been playing for a week? Seriously? I don't know about I, that. I feel like he's played league casually with yeah. friends, but never played ranked. Or or he's been watching a lot of videos. Like It's impossible. I, I actually think it's impossible. Maybe he is a prodigy. Because he just doesn't have the knowledge. No, but think about it. You can't have played the game for a week because he wouldn't be level 30. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's so right. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. So, yeah. You've obviously leveled the account to 30, yeah. so it's impossible that... I mean, unless you grind it, but even then, no. So the question's a bit confusing, but let's preface... I'm assuming he means ranked for a week. Like, okay. he's just played yeah. casually for yeah. fun on the side every yeah. now and then, because otherwise you wouldn't be level 30 that's if you right. played for a week. So yeah. that's the first thing. Yep. So let's say, let's say he knows what all the champs do. I think it's relatively straightforward. It, I mean, you, I went straight to gold. Yeah. And I hadn't even played a Nova before. You went straight to gold. You never went in silver. You were never in bronze and silver. No, yeah. So I think it's relatively straightforward, man. I don't think you can even. I think in order to know a prodigy, you would have to know what does it look like. If you, you would have to be like. You have to play like, like five hundred games to know where you're at. Yeah. I usually say five hundred games, two hundred to five hundred games, yeah. borderline to just know where you're at. Yeah. Um, I mean, as well, a weak place. So what would a, what would a what would a what would a prodigy have to? What, how would a prodigy? I don't think League is a game where you would know a Prodigy that early on anyway. Like, I don't, I don't think League can have a... You don't just get high rank in League. Like, a Prodigy would be not discovered until, like, later on. You think so? So, like, I don't think a pro- you would know a Prodigy until... Like, there's, like, all this stuff you've got to go through first. Like, every human, just, just the way, the knowledge of the game. Like, you wouldn't know a Prodigy a, like, until, like, they've started to climb through like diamond plus like yeah. you wouldn't be able to determine a prodigy yeah i agree hmm. i mean the closest thing to what we would have to like a prodigy would be king in a way because like think about it we saw his micro like the way he was playing the game in platinum one well curtis it's hard to say because a prodigy but like back in those days to nowadays it's way harder to climb it's, but it, yeah it's relative in a way yeah right? but but if you think about it though think he went from like in a very short period of time to a very high rank very very quickly well Curtis you could say the exact same thing about you and I or me specifically you yeah literally gold to challenge in like yeah, three hard. weeks like yeah. I'm my prodigy like it's I wouldn't hard. call myself that I was definitely like well, yeah, I, what does a prodigy look like in league a prodigy would have to be like someone that like comes on the competitive scene and just dominates for years. Who's the closest? I mean, Faker's obviously Faker's obviously one. a prodigy. I mean, there's no way. In, in my mind, Chovy's a prodigy. Yeah, I think Chovy's by far a prodigy. I guess Dopa, in terms of solo queue, in a way, yeah. 
you have to again you have to dominate oh, for years yes, and yeah. you have to be like above well above the prodigies are loaded that's a huge word yeah right? i don't even know I, i've never thought of like a league as a, like a prodigy game like I don't yeah know i don't think you can like. be I don't yeah know what a i don't know what it looks, looks like, like you league. can't you, it's hard to be that much better than people in no league. i mean chovy makes it look possible okay chovy is but like just you just see him and it's like this is a he's on a different playing field yeah well, like that, i've never never i haven't felt like that since faker what's honestly. what's his background it'd be good to research on know. him i don't know what his background is in gaming because it'd be, be interesting imagine if he was just grinding in like low master for years and then i don't know his story that's an interesting he's, one to look he's at an incredible player dude he's i mean fa- faker was literally like rank one in normals normal mmr goes to rank gets rank one but the thing with chovy is that he the gap like He's on a bad team. Yeah. Like, his team's not good. That's right. That's what makes him so special. How yeah. is he performing that well? Yeah. 10 CS per minute, no matter the champ, no matter the situation. Like, it's incredible. It's, like, beyond incredible. Like, mechanically, how perfect he plays. Like, he's, got, he's like, got the game. Like, it's just, it's, he just plays it flawless, League of Legends. Like, Chovy doesn't have the creativity of Doimby, though. But anyway, I think that... um. I think that you've, you're way too early on to determine whether or not you're... Yeah, let's settle game. down using even and using I think that, that, word. that I've seen... I mean, I, I, I think that's not that uncommon. Yeah. If you've come from another game. That's right. Like, if you've never played League before, and, like, say someone, like, gave you a level 30 account, and, like, you'd never played a MOBA before, and then, then you got to gold in a very short period of time, that's it. That would be, like, prodigy-level shit. Mm. But the... You've played Smite before. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to... I don't want to champion shame here at all, but, like... If you sort of understand the concept of not dying league, like this is sort of the way that I did it. Like I just sort of did not die. You're playing Yumi and Seraphine. If you just sit back, you just scale. Mm. I mean, you did say Leona in there, so I guess yeah. you need to be proactive as Leona. Well, I'm thinking it from a from a from a, our perspective with Dota. Like once you get the movement of Dota and you know what the items do. Yeah. Like even when I barely understood what the champions did, I was still performing okay. Mm. Do you understand gold like, and experience and leads? Yeah, the importance and... of farm and like the loot, like tacitly understood the losers game and stuff and when to use abilities when to and go timing in timing and stuff and like feel for the game like you just you just know it you just get it so yeah it's way hard to it's way too hard to say man um play another 250 500 games and then we'll find out i guess all right we'll sneak in one more <clears throat> this is falco from mla yes Hello, Curtis and Nathan. I need help badly. I'm so lost right now. For the past two weeks, I've been playing three games per one, per day, one three block every morning. I don't feel like the mistakes I do need deep analysis. My mistakes are really obvious. That's why I review during the game right after the mistake was done. Wait, what? What does that mean? That's, re- I review during the game right after the mistake was done. He re- old tabs and reviews the mistake. <laughs> Maybe reviews it in his head or something. Ah. Uh. At first, when I started playing three blocks, I thought nothing changed. I, a week into it, I thought my mental is better during the games. Now I think that was wrong and that it was my mental outside of the game is not is better not during it. Now I think that was wrong and that it made my mental outside of the game is better not during it. Oh, right. So he's saying how the three blocks helped him out of game but not in game. Got it. Yep, yep, yep. Because I play less, I think less about being hard stuck and not getting any results. I'm less negative during the day. So my life improved. Okay, so his life improved outside because of the three bucks not yep, in-game. Yep. That makes sense. Well, that's nice. I wanted to improve at League and show myself that I can make it. I've told Curtis that I struggle with playing third game of the block because of my ranked anxiety. I think that my ranked anxiety result of me being a perfectionist and knowing I won't play the next game the right way. 
That's probably why it's hit so hard third gaming, because I have recent memory of how badly I play. It hits even when I get two wins in the block, probably because I didn't play well regardless. The way I play the third game is to say, let's go over with this, and I force myself to do it. I'm always thinking about excuses like I'm trash at fiddle, I go to dodge jungle to climb, I can't play Malzaha, I need to drop him, I'm playing this game so badly with Fizz Talon, I need to just one-trick the other one. I just autopilot in that game, but then I start to thinking about it deeper. I didn't actually autopilot, I had a game plan in mind. It's just that either I execute it poorly, it was a bad plan, or in the heat of the moment, I forgot about the plan. And the other ones can't be the reason why I'm hard stuck Diamond 4. I reached Diamond 3 again, but dropped right out of straight to D4, 14 LP this week. I made it to D3 five times in the past three months, but I've not won a single game in D3. As a side note, I dropped learning support on Smurf because I wanted to all in on three blocks. I didn't want to have any excuses for the two weeks I played only on main. Um, I did play one flex game with a friend, but that doesn't matter. I know you won't like what I'm about to say, but I feel like I'm just trash at the game. That's how I feel right now. That's his question. So I think let's tie this to the Pygmalion effect where it's a self-fulfilling prophecy with Falco. I think with him, it's literally the perfect, he's a perfect example of someone who he truly deep down believes that he's not good at the game and that he is hard stock. And that is further pushing the narrative, like put, altering his behavior, influencing his behavior to play worse or not. So when he in goes some way, shape or form, when he goes D three to D four, he's like, oh, that makes sense. I suck at the game. Every he's looking for every little reason to why he isn't isn't climbing. Mm. So because he's he's got a it's a self fulfilling prophecy. If in his mind it's like, okay, these are all the reasons why I'm not climbing or could potentially not be climbing. All of these away, it's all these, it's all these away from statements i you know i remember he gave another email about his background and his, his childhood um he his champ pool or his his intensity he, he's got some messed up brain or whatever the hell it is it's always something that is why i am stuck or why i can't climb and so i think what he's done over time is he's, he's done this for so long now he's just stuck in his negative loop and I think that he has got himself into a rut and he just wants us to stay that you're not good at the game and you're not climbing. You should give up. That's what he wants. Yeah. Subconsciously. He wants us to say, it's okay. This is why you, you know, you were bound to fail. It was impossible for you to climb. Mm. He's waiting for someone to say that. Mm. Yeah. I tell you what, this is something that happened to me last year. Getting in that, that that tip, I mean, this is sort of isn't on your point, Curtis, but you know how he's like talking about D3, then down to D4, 14 LP. Like, you can't think of it like that because no. like the way you climb through Diamond, you need to be significantly better yeah. than your rank. You can't just be like a little bit higher because it's, it's just, it's too hard. And and it, the, this is what I did as well. I got into like the mindset. It's like, oh, like I'm D2 to D1. And like, yeah. you're thinking about the 30, 40 LP. And yeah, like, oh. if you get into that trap, I mean, this oh, is right. all, 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 you get stuck mentally so fucking hard. And this is what happened yeah. to me last year because a huge thing was like, D, but the moment you think, like, in terms of like, okay, it's not about fuck your rank, get your rank out of your mind. Yeah, you need to get the it's rank about out your level of play. End of story. All right. If you play 
like really good League of Legends that's not diamond. Like we know what diamond level the League of Legends looks like. We've done thousands of reviews in these ranks, right? You can look, go to your MLA, Valco. You find common trends between, and then look at what challenger players are doing. The consistency's there. Yeah, but I think the thing with Falco, Nathan, is that I feel like he he's trying to identify a lot of these reasons as to why he's making mistakes. Like he doesn't understand why he's making. So he mistakes. doesn't understand why he's making mistakes. Okay, well that's probably like the he next knows one. he makes mistakes and he knows how he important knows, they are. Yeah. So that's not that. It's it's more it's like more he why. makes okay. mistakes. He's like, why am I making all these mistakes? And that's why I feel as though like, well. I, I think that it is tied. That's what it was for me, again, personally, mm. is because I was focusing on, like, right. oh, shit, like, if I make this, like, mistake this game, like, I'm going to be back down to D4. And, like, there's all these 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 things about your rank and, like, that emphasizing how much that win is versus just playing the game of League Legends. Who cares about win or loss? And just being this just relaxed flow state. I feel like with him, it's just all expectations in some way, shape, or form. Like, he expects himself to either climb a lot or not climb at all and again like whenever i think of falco i just think of he's just got this huge fucking log on his back that he just needs to rip it off just let it go man just relax and dude. i don't yeah i really fuck the I, lp just think about your level of play i gotta yeah I, I, I honestly i'm at a loss in a way i i don't it is hard the, the why you're making consistent mistakes and let's say if you make the same mistake over and over again that does get frustrating even you know why it's happening but Hmm, it's a tough one. It's definitely. So can you read, tough. can you go over the, the so you skim through it again just so just yeah because like, I'm really struggling to answer this question. So he's basically saying he's done three blocks. It helped him got healthier mental out of the game. But again, you notice how it's always like he he he's so tilted for losing. Like his his emotional highs they're so high and so low. Like why is it why is it that he's getting why does that so tilted? have to be that why way? does it have to be that way? Yeah. Why is he getting so angry? Off a zero three block that it affects his entire day. In diamond, like I, I, I just feel like with Falker, it just ties to expectation. He's got the expectation that he should be diamond one or he should be master. Or yeah, you got to let go. There has to be something your there. Level of play. You, you, this log gets trust me. This log gets removed mm. once he accepts his level of play. Yeah, he embraces like. the journey, and he doesn't get in that. I never want to say that again. Like. Diamond four, diamond three yeah. to like diamond four. Like the moment you release that, it's it is the log is gone. Yeah, I, I agree. I think also he needs to he needs to start creating reasons. Stop stop figuring out reasons why you're not climbing. Like that should that should be not your reason. Like why am I? not improving or having that student mindset. Do I have a student mindset yeah. to the game? Look, let's, let's, if I were to wrap it up really neatly, okay, you might, for whatever reason, be disadvantaged. Maybe. For whatever fucking reason. Whether it's your childhood, whether it's your past experiences, whether your brain's fucked up, whatever it might be, right? It does, like, those are there, just like in life. We all have disadvantages. We all have things that that uh, the the world's not a level playing field. There's a really good quote. Um, it, was, it was something like, "We've con- with society as well. We've confused equal rights with equal worth." And um, I don't think we are, in a way, all worth 
based off our because we we all contribute differing amounts again this is kind of from an economic standpoint but like in 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 life we all contribute in differing ways to society and you get compensated for how much value value you bring into the world i mean yes you could say what about the banking world and shit like that whatever but tldr across the board most of the time money correlates to worth and in league performance correlates to lp and what i want to say is this is yeah, we're not on a level playing field, Falco. You might be at a huge disadvantage comparatively to be on Nathan. Vice versa. You're going to be advantaged, have the advantage in other areas in life comparatively. Maybe you can put on muscle 10 times faster than me, or maybe you can run faster, or maybe you're way better with numbers than me, or maybe you're way better artistically than me, or with writing, whatever it is. Like, I think there's something in your back of your mind that you just need to accept that it's okay to not be, well, it's, first of all, it's okay to just be you. Just, just remember that that Sound of Metal movie. It's like you just got to accept that it's it's okay to be. And in that situation with Ruben, he was talking about how he was, he was deaf, right? And he just he had to accept it. That's where I feel like he's at. Like he had to learn how to be deaf. He had to, to learn, learn how to be deaf. He had to learn that that was his situation now. Mm-hmm. So rather than trying to fix it with all gimmicks and like like with him, it was like the hearing aid and stuff. Just learn to be deaf for Ruben. That was his situation. With you, I want you to learn to just be okay with like, you're a diamond four level of player right now and be okay with that. It's okay. No one's here to judge you, man. Well, and they will. Okay, you. well, they will, but no one, of me- no one of meaning in your life is going to judge you. Yeah. No one important to you is going to be like, you know what, Falco, that's a fucking disgrace that you're in diamond four. <laughs> no one's going to say that. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You're not trying to be pro. You're yeah. not a pro player. Yeah. This is a hobby and a, a, a journey of self-discovery. So I think the, the the moment you just be okay with that, Diamond's still in a, an incredibly impressive. You're impressive still feat. way higher than the top, most like what two percent or something of the player base. Yeah, already. That's where you're at. Okay. Okay, I might might take me a little bit longer to learn a few of these skills. That's also okay. I might not be as naturally talented as that guy over there. That's okay. I'm a student now. I'm an adopt. You know, I'm, I'm I'm learning. I'm very curious as to figure out what might be going wrong in my games. If you want to delve into the reasons as to why you're making the mistakes, that's okay, but not with the poor me mentality. There's a difference between accepting your what why something is happening and being like, poor me. This is. You know, look at how look how bad this, how unfortunate this situation is. Look how disadvantaged I am. Look at how hard stuck I am. No, it's okay. There might be something there, and I don't even really think it's important as to know why you're struggling with it. We can, you can get into that. That's not important. I think. I think the recognizing the areas that you're struggling with, seeing it for what it is, recognize starting with your strengths as well. You can have strengths. That's what you got you to diamond. You can have weaknesses. Like Nathan said, get into the reviews. Look at the trends. Over time, what are we seeing here? Boom. In-game specific, in-game specific, in-game specific. 52% win rate. Details, details. Okay with the journey. No expectations. I will express my best self. See where that lands me. Expressing my best self. Reviews, three blocks. See where the chips land. See where... I don't know where that will get you. 
you know, and I just feel as though you're eating yourself alive. That has to be the reason. Yeah. There has to be, it's like the Dota player. It doesn't matter what we talk about, that, that, that Dota player. It's all, it's all tying back to his expectation that his friends have put onto him. Nothing will fucking matter. Because he's got this pressure, this anxiety in the back of his mind. Oh my God, I got to perform well. I deserve to be better because I have got to put up this facade that I'm a great Dota player, that I'm a great mobile player. As soon as he drops that, if he lets go of that, I mean, he might never. There's no guarantees, right? I'm not in his brain. He might never let that go. He might have to hold up that facade because that might be the thing that's like holding up his ego to a point where like he can actually be friends with these guys. It could be some messed up relationship situation, which, you know, that's a, that's a tough situation. And I think we all have these to certain extents, you know, we all deal with our demons. And I just think that you're making your, your life miserable in, in many aspects with this. This is, this is big. If it's impacting you out of game, it's, it's not good. And you know what? It's not just going to be present in the league. It's going to be present in other areas. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's definitely a tough situation. Would you, is that how you read that? It has to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's definitely, I would say he has a poor relationship with the game. He's, he, he has a poor relationship. He's not his biggest fan. He's not I, his biggest fan. I, I mean, there's definitely games he plays at a well. He obviously doesn't emphasize. He's overemphasizing the mistakes as well. The lot and those mistakes, yeah. I mean, it's good that you understand the consequences of reactions, but you can't overemphasize the mistakes because everyone makes mistakes. You're playing in D4. Yeah. You should, you should see the mistakes in Master tier. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's what most people say when they get to Master. It's like, holy shit, you should see the shit that goes on in bottom of Master. <laughs> yeah. That's what they all say. So, um, relax. Be your biggest fan. Look at... Take an objective. Try to be as objective, but get second opinions. I'm going to be there. We're going to guide you through again and again and again, but you must remove the expectations. It's okay to be where you're at and we'll see where that gets you. It's, it's brutal, man. Learning how to learn. That's essentially what it is, man. Learning how to learn. All right. Well, we survived till here. I'm very impressed. Good call, Curtis. Good call, Curtis. All right, I'll give that to you. <laughs> Any final words for episode 67, Clips Curtis? Channel, Clips channel. Clips um, channel. If you want to join our book club. Book club. Patreon the there. And love to hear your thoughts about what you know, the brain, that brain, heart, body thing in the comments. Yep. Share what, are you? what you think you are. What's your percentage? Awesome. Catch you guys. Good work. We'll see you next time.